0: Hello, Heel Toe Corner Clubbers, it's Marcus once again from Heel Toe Corner Club Podcast. Podcast by Heel Toe Automotive, your number one online source for Haunted Acura parts because we are enthusiasts, we understand enthusiasts, we have enthusiast parts, and we try to provide a personalized and customized shopping experience for you. And this podcast is really just in existence to help give you a little bit more information, perspective, thoughts, maybe thought-provoking thoughts or ideas about how you might go about your shopping, what parts you might buy, and really just sort of help you become a smarter car parts shopper. Uh, I have a little bit of news before I get to the topic of the day. Last time, I mentioned this uh, Yeti microphone that I'm using now, and it's working out great so far. Uploading the Brake Rotor Myths podcast right now. And, um, dumping right into recording the next one i got an email from elise asking me what's up with this itunes subscription uh, that she's being charged for i mean you know she handles all the accounting work so when she sees a new charge coming through she asks a question well i started uh paying for an itunes subscription a few months ago because if you may remember an earlier podcast i mentioned i was having trouble getting iTunes to carry my podcast. Uh, Just the iTunes Podcast Connect interface just wasn't loading for me. There was some kind of an error, and I feel like it was on their side where I just couldn't get logged in. I mean, I could get logged in, but I couldn't administer a podcast at all. So I went through um, their customer support, and they're asking me to do some technical stuff that I could do, but it takes time and I kind of binned it for a while because, you know, we're kind of just starting off with this podcast. It's not really growing that fast. I'm all good with that. I'm just trying to form a habit right now. And uh, I don't know. I kind of set it aside. And now she, part of their troubleshooting steps was for me to actually get a iTunes subscription, which now feels a little bit more like a tactic than it was an actual troubleshooting step. But uh, anyway, for a couple of months now, we've been paying the 10 whatever dollars for an iTunes subscription, and, and I told her, I said, well, it's part of this troubleshooting thing that I kind of stopped working on, and she goes, well, why don't you just cancel it then if you're not going to engage with it, and I said, all right, fine, I said, I'll take a look, well, I went to go log into my iTunes account, and, you know, like three 2FA texts and one 3FA email later, I finally got logged into my account, I have no idea why it was being so problematic, me just logging in with my regular email. But I finally got logged in and uh, boom, podcast connect interface loading. Please enter your podcast RSS feed here. I went to Captivate, got the feed URL, plugged it in, and, and man, now we're on iTunes. So, if you're on iTunes, and this is the first episode you're finding of us, because it's you know maybe the first or second one we're uploading since we have had that subscription live, hi, uh, nice to meet you. I guess maybe uh, some of you are customers or followers already, and just anyway, happy to be on the iTunes platform, and now I can confidently say wherever you want to consume your podcasts, you can, and uh, that's including YouTube. As you know, a few months ago, or you may or may not know, a few months ago, YouTube implemented a podcast feature on uh, their uh, platform where basically you can identify a playlist as a podcast. And so if you go to uh, the Heel Toe YouTube page, you'll find um, a playlist there for the Heel Toe Corner Club podcast where you can consume it there as well. Uh, That's probably the best place to leave any comments also, by the way, because uh, I'm not really sure where on all these other platforms I might even be able to view a comment. I'm not really sure. Still figuring it out. But anyway, that's me and our podcast journey up to this point. Uh, I've got some studio work to do to make it look a little bit better. So if you are on YouTube, I'm sorry for the ugliness, but we're getting there. At least the audio and the video has come up a step in the last week or so on to the topic of the day which is fuel system components like fuel injectors and fuel pumps and other things you don't need that's right don't need i'm in the business of selling these parts and i'm telling you right now that the vast majority of you do not need fuel injectors Um, a lot of folks feel like after they've done a certain amount of upgrades intake exhaust maybe change the manifold maybe they've retuned the computer and they go all right well I want more speed. Let's get fuel injectors. Time to upgrade my fuel system. Well, I'm here to tell you that while your fuel system may actually need some enhancement, it doesn't necessarily need an upgrade. Uh, Why is that? Well, if we go all the way back to the basic physics of how the engine runs, there's explosions happening inside the engine that start when a volatile mixture of fuel and oxygen is set on fire by a spark plug. Well. If you remember the, the fact that there has to be a specific fuel-to-air ratio in order for that burn to happen optimally, there are mechanisms in place on the engine to determine how much oxygen is actually coming in to the engine through a combination of measuring the air temperature, air pressure inside the manifold, and uh, sometimes the velocity of air coming in, there's speed density methodology that uses a map sensor and the uh, temperature sensor, or there's a mass airflow sensor, which does a little bit more of a hard calculation on how much air is actually coming in. Well, the volume of air coming in and the pressure and the temperature, simple um, uh, principle in chemistry tells us that they can determine how much oxygen is there. This isn't a scientific podcast. I'm not engineering explained guy. There's no whiteboard here where I'm going to do the formula for you. What you need to know is that vehicle engineers have programmed the car's computer to understand how much oxygen is coming in and therefore how much fuel needs to be added in order to ignite the oxygen that's there. And just to complete the circle, if we're talking about a closed loop situation, the oxygen sensor in the exhaust stream measures the chemical makeup there, feeds information back to the computer so the computer can continue to make fine adjustments on how much fuel is being applied. Because these calculations based on the air coming in may not be perfect and they may be fluctuating, there's a constant feedback loop under normal driving conditions that utilizes the oxygen sensor. But the moral of the story is really that the computer is determining how much fuel goes into the engine, not the fuel injectors and not the fuel pump. Definitely not the fuel rail. When you put larger fuel injectors in a car that's already running the way it should be, it doesn't add more fuel because more fuel will give you more power. It adds more fuel because the computer already knows what flow rate the factory injectors are, and based on its knowledge of how much flow rate there is, it says to open the injector for a certain amount of time to inject a certain amount of fuel, right? When you put bigger injectors in, the computer doesn't know that you've done that, right? You can go into a tuner and recalibrate the tuner, uh, the computer, to the new injector size. Let's just say you went from 370 cc injectors up to 450 cc injectors. Unless you tell the computer you did that, it won't know. So it'll be formulating its fuel delivery strategy based on a 370 cc injector, open for blip amount of time. Well, now if I just put bigger injectors in and go blip for that same amount of time as 370 injectors, I'm actually injecting more fuel than needs to be there, right? The computer doesn't know that you changed the injector, so it inadvertently delivers more fuel. The oxygen sensor on the outlet of the engine measures, hey, this was a a rich running condition. We need to dial back the fuel a little bit, right? It still thinks it's 370 cc injectors in there, but it'll dial back the pulse width rate in order to deliver a little less fuel until you get down to a point where the oxygen sensor is more or less happy with how much fuel is being delivered. It's still not right because the computer is working with basically false information about what size the injectors are. But ultimately, the computer is trying to find a stoichiometric ratio or whatever ratio is safe to run the engine at just slightly on the rich side of stoichiometric. Changing the fuel injectors changes the fueling rate but it doesn't increase power because power comes from when that burn rate is optimal, not when it's rich. So changing out the fuel injectors and doing no other modifications at all don't help you. Let's just say you put 450cc injectors in and you had a flash pro or a k-tuner or whatever Um, these are Honda based tuning things because we're a honda-based company you could go in with those devices and update the computer and say okay i actually have 450 cc injectors in here and now everything will be right more power yeah well still not quite right because even though the computer knows now it's armed with the information that you put 450 cc injectors in the engine it's going to say oh okay i need to deliver, deliver less fuel right off the bat because it's not measuring more oxygen coming in and it knows that it's got more capacity to deliver fuel, but it doesn't deliver more fuel, it's still gonna to try to reach the same uh, stoichiometric ratio to, to run the engine per the fueling map that's already uploaded, which really is basically the same as stock. So to get all the way around to the beginning, whatever injectors came in the car stock are delivering what the computer's fuel map tells it to, And when you change injectors to bigger ones, the recalculation happens within the computer to deliver exactly the same amount of fuel, even though you put bigger injectors in. And you want it to do that. It needs to deliver the correct amount of fuel. Okay, so bigger fuel injectors won't help you. Neither will a bigger fuel pump. Neither will any other fuel system upgrades. And I can get into that in more detail in a different podcast. What what would cause the need for higher fuel delivery rate? More fuel to go into the engine. What would cause that? Well, more oxygen, right? You need more air going in. in. In a given chunk of air, a cubic foot of air, there's so much oxygen, so much nitrogen, so much carbon dioxide. There's like a mix of different chemicals in any amount of air that the car ingests. Well, you need to put more air in in order for there need to be more of a fueling demand. More air is not a high flow cold air intake. More air is not cat deletes in a high flow exhaust system. Those don't add more air to the engine per combustion cycle, right? When the piston comes down and sucks in air, whether it goes in fast, slow, or whatever, it's the same amount of air that would always be there no matter what. If it sucks in air fast, it's going to suck in the same amount of air fast. If it sucks in slow, slower RPM, let's just say, it's only going to draw in so much air. The cylinder volume determines how much air is able to be ingested and then expelled by the engine. If we know that the engine is basically an air pump, the pump's calibrated flow rate is the cylinder size. So no matter what intake and exhaust modifications you do to your car, it's going to take in the same amount of air no matter what, okay? So, you know, and exceptional cases notwithstanding, right? This is why the computer has algorithms to adjust for these sorts of things. No, in order for there to be more air, you need to force more air in there with a supercharger, with a turbocharger some way of providing positive pressure to push more air and actually compress it into the cylinder so that when the intake valve closes and the combustion cycle just starts, you've got more oxygen in there than you did in the first place. Remember when I said that there was a pressure sensor on the intake manifold? Well, a pressurized intake tract, the computer will know that under pressure more oxygen is present and it will deliver more fuel almost automatically uh, still you're going to recalibrate the computer to tune for however much boost pressure is there what uh, octane your fuel is whatever but ultimately more fuel will then be needed once the computer realizes that there's more oxygen coming in another way you can get more oxygen in nitrous oxide that same cubic air uh, cubic foot of air that I mentioned a moment ago that had a certain amount of nitrogen, a certain amount of oxygen, whatever. Nitrous oxide actually has, for the same cubic foot of air, a higher amount of oxygen present. So when you introduce nitrous oxide into your intake stream, the air that comes in is more oxygen rich, and even though it's not under boost, there's more oxygen available to burn, right? And so therefore, more fuel is needed to burn it. Now that you definitely have to tell the computer that you're doing that because otherwise, I don't know that the computer would really know that you were putting a different mixture of air into the engine. It wouldn't know that you were putting nitrous oxide in. It would only know that if you, through computer programming, told it to. But that is a scenario where more fuel would be needed. And there's one other area where you would need to add more fuel and it actually doesn't have anything to do with the type or the amount of air going in. That's if you change to ethanol based fuel. Different um, fuels will have different hydrocarbon content. So if we know that oxygen is one of the primary components in starting a fire or the combustion explosion, also the spark plug is the one that provides the ignition. But what's the actual fuel to burn? Regular petroleum gasoline, no matter if whatever octane it is, has a certain amount of hydrocarbons that will burn when introduced with oxygen again the vehicle manufacturer is able to program the computer around what standardized fuel we use throughout the nation and so they actually will program it to deliver a certain amount of fuel knowing that there's a certain amount of hydrocarbon content available Um, different volatility rates will change the calibration too that's not really part of the scenario though right octane isn't what we're talking about we're just talking about gasoline has a certain amount of chemicals in it to mix with the oxygen to make the burn when the spark goes off. When you light ethanol on fire, it doesn't burn as hot. It doesn't give off as much energy. You don't get as much combustion from it. So what you have to do in order to get the same amount of energy out of a volume of petroleum, you need to have more ethanol because there's not as much hydrocarbon available to mix with the oxygen. So. More fuel delivery is needed if you're running an ethanol based fuel, but still, you've got to recalibrate the computer, tell it that you've put larger injectors in, recalibrate the fuel maps around the different sort of fuel. This is why you would have different maps available if you had regular fuel versus supreme fuel, 93 octane or whatever, 91 octane. Or if you have 40% ethanol or 85% ethanol, you're going to need a different fueling strategy because there's a different uh, volatility to that fuel available. Ethanol will definitely give you more power, but it consumes more fuel in doing so. How does ethanol fuel give you more power? I'll cover that in a later podcast as well. For now, I'm going to sign off and really appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you have any questions or details to add or want to you know, nail me to a cross for something I said here. I'm welp- welcoming those comments down in the description below. Have a great day, and Heel Toe is in your corner.